0: We have a retirement on the Supreme Court. I'll tell you why we have a retirement and preview the next one. We have old people getting older, yet they're staying in Congress. It's going to be a great show tonight on I'm Right. The big news of today is Justice Stephen Breyer is retiring. He's obviously one of the communists on the Supreme Court. I'll give you my thoughts on why that's happening here in a moment. But I do think, I, I, you know, I don't get personal very often here on the show. It's just that I'm not a very touchy-feely, sensitive human being. I realize that. I realize that. I can, I've been accused of being hard and insensitive. So it's hard for me to reveal personal things about myself. It's very difficult. And it's certainly difficult when, it, when there are things that stir up emotions inside of me but justice Stephen Breyer's retiring. And I think now is an important time for me to come on the show and let everybody out there know whoever Joe Biden picks to replace justice Breyer. They raped me in high school. Oh, I don't remember where or anything like that, but it happened. Absolutely. All right. In all seriousness, justice Breyer, why is he retiring? I mean, besides the fact he's 9,000 years old. Let's pause there for a moment. An innocent dove such as yourself may say, well, yes, he's retiring. He's 1,000 years old. He wants to go play golf in Florida somewhere, eat some tapioca pudding, call it a day. <clears throat> Stop. Stop. These people are all communists, and Breyer is most definitely one, too. The communist never looks around and says, my work here is done, right? Then just because they're crazy when they're 20 doesn't mean they stop being crazy in their 80s. Remember, this is a religious movement. Justice Breyer is retiring for one reason and one reason only. Democrats don't think they're going to have the Senate. Now, a bunch of people have pointed this out. My buddy Kurt Schlichter pointed it out, so I don't want to take all the credit for that thought. A bunch of people had that thought before I had that thought, but as soon as I saw it, I thought... Wait a minute. What's up with the timing? Why now? I mean, why now? The Democrats don't think they're going to have the United States Senate after 2022. They have meetings. I know they're. it's all supposed to be separate, right? They're separate branches, definitely separate branches. They definitely don't communicate at all, at all. But they're, they're very, very separate branches. They communicate. And they sat down and they figured this thing out. Hey, Breyer wants to retire. He's getting old. Maybe his health is bad. I don't know that. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not wishing that on the guy. But maybe his health is bad. Whatever the reason, Breyer wants to retire. They all sit down, put their heads together, and say, I mean, if he's going to retire, he kind of needs to do it, like, right now. And I mean right now, while we still have a very thin majority in the United States Senate. Because they ain't going to have any kind of a majority after 2022. So put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face This is a good sign of what Democrats obviously see coming. That's good. It's a good day. Now, what's coming? What's going to replace him? That's what's so funny about this is I feel like we're behind the eight ball. When I say we, I mean the right. I still see so many people on the right say things about the Supreme Court justices. And these are what they say maybe you're one of these people they'll say things like i just want someone who interprets the law i just want someone who will follow the constitution you hear that stuff all the time maybe you've said it maybe you've said it why that's not what they do i don't want someone who follows the constitution just interprets the law i want a fire-breathing anti-communist who views it as their mission in life to rip to shreds everything the communist cares about. That's what I want. And you may be sitting there right now saying, Jesse, that's wrong. Jesse, I disagree. Jesse, you're crazy. Fine. That's fine. But you would better understand. You don't have to agree with me, but you would better understand that's how they do it. That's what they do. When they look at filling a spot on the Supreme Court, the Constitution or following the law or none of those things even cross the mind of a Democrat. They sit down and they say to themselves, "Okay, uh, well, he's not gonna he's not gonna tear apart their agenda enough. Uh, is he gonna push hard enough for my agenda? No. No. W- oh, what about her? I mean, she's a real nutball communist. She might be good for us. That's how they look at it. The Constitution." never even crosses their mind they're in it to win it are you but on that note i do think it's funny <laughs> joe biden and the and the endless democrat pandering joe biden can't ever bring himself to actually just go for the most qualified person even if you're a communist and you want the most qualified communist who will tear apart everything you love and everything i love they can't do it they're so hooked on this identity politics things Hint, hint, the next justice
1: is going to be a black chick. I committed that if I'm elected president, have an opportunity to appoint someone to the courts, we'll be a, I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue.
0: Boy, we're in great hands, aren't we? Hey, there's only nine of these in the country, the high court of the land. Joe, what's going to be your rigid qualification? Well, I hope she's black and a woman... God, what a clown party. And you know what? Speaking of clown party, I did enjoy this. Now, full disclosure, I understand that I'm a different human being than most people, and certainly not better. Let's be honest, I'm worse. So I can't... Rel- I have a hard time relating to people lots of the time. And one of the things I have a very hard time relating to is famous people who won't let go of the spotlight. Like, you see some... uh Rockstar. some rock star was huge in the 70s and 80s or something like that and made millions that's got 10 mansions somewhere put girl under his arm ski boats i mean, everything whatever all the stuff rich people buy private jets has everything and yet announces at the age of 75 when he just got a hip replacement he's going on tour and you go out there and you see him on tour. He kind of sings like this. The voice has had too many Marlboro Reds. And he doesn't even look like he's having fun. I could call out someone specific, by the way. I'm not going to right now. But I, I always sit back and I think, why? What are you doing? You had the fame. You got the money. Go retire somewhere. Hike in the mountains. To, to play ping pong. What are you doing? Nancy Pelosi is one of those people for me. She has been in Congress since George Washington has been in Washington, D.C. She, because of her dirty ties and her husband, is fabulously wealthy. Whatever you feel about Nancy Pelosi, politically, she's one of, if not the most successful woman in the history of American politics. Her eyebrows are approaching her hairline, and yet she goes on TV and announces she's running for re-election?
2: Hello, it's Nancy. Thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you. This election is crucial. Nothing less is at stake than our democracy. But as we say, we don't agonize, we organize. And that is why I am running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. I would be greatly honored by it and grateful for it. Thank you so much.
0: She really is a Disney movie villain. She is. She's Corella DeVille come to life, isn't it? I mean, she could almost be a robot. That, I just really want your support. And you know there's just no soul in there. There's nothing left. There's nothing left inside. You remember when, she, remember when she's talking to kids?
2: When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. That is my why. Why I am in Congress. For the children. This is my story and this is my song, as you hear me say. When you're in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch for the children.
0: What? What in the world? <laughs> Gosh, what a creep! I mean, look, we all know we all know why Nancy Pelosi's in Congress: one money. I mean, she's. Her husband, her family, raked in $30 million plus from big tech firms. She's in charge of regulating. If you go through Nancy Pelosi's stock portfolio in her history there, it's just the dirtiest thing in the world. I, I mean, and remember, when asked about it, she doesn't even really run away from it. She's
1: all "Wow, oh, i have out freedoms. that
0: 49 members of Congress and 182
1: senior congressional staffers have violated the Stock Act, um, the inside trading law. I'm wondering if you have any reaction to that. And secondly, should members of Congress and their spouses be banned from trading individual stocks while serving in Congress?
2: No, I don't know to the second one. Um, any, uh, we have a responsibility to report on the stock, uh, on the stock. But I don't. I'm not familiar with that five-month review. But if the uh, people aren't reporting, they should be. Why don't you think? this is a free market, and people. We are a free market economy. They should be able to participate in that. Yes, nice.
0: ma'am. Don't you love that? The communist who spends every single waking moment trying to find a way to stick her ugly fingers in the economy finally gets asked about corrupt congressmen, insider trading, on information you don't have and I don't have and getting rich off it. And she says, ah, free markets, baby. Freedom. Gosh, these people were the worst. I look and they're so old and you know i'm not anti-old but why is everyone in power so old nancy pelosi's is years old joe biden is ancient no longer a functional adult and joe biden has announced that he's running for re-election in 2024 joe biden can't complete a sentence now 2024 is like three years away Look, everyone hates the guy. Zogby poll found found out that 45.7% of the voters believe Joe Biden lied throughout his campaign just to get elected. It's not even that he's historically unpopular after a year. The country thinks he's a stone-faced liar. And why wouldn't they? It's been, uh, honestly, you could say every presidential administration is dishonest. In a way, I guess that's part of the job but there's dishonest and then there's blatantly lying in the face of the americans all the time jen Psaki gets asked about joe biden because people are finally starting to notice remember the president has a schedule and the president's schedule is published it is publicized people could see it the president isn't you know he's a, oh he's doing this he's doing that. i don't know where he is the president publishes his schedule joe biden president of the united states of america the man with the most important job in the world has sometimes days where there's nothing on his schedule or he'll have days where there's like one thing it's like a meeting at 10 and finally the american media after a year is saying uh what's he doing and then they try to lie well he's having a lot of very important meetings at the same time joe biden's out there deep and ice cream Uh, Well, let's see. Um, This morning I think he
2: had some policy meetings, uh, also a PDB meeting. Um, He um, later this afternoon uh, I think is doing some remarks review. Uh, There are some days that we spend some time uh, doing internal meetings and discussions uh, with policy experts, with policy leaders, um, and that's that's what's happening today. He would say he doesn't have nearly enough time of free time on his schedule because it is packed no matter whether people see him or not.
0: I love it. The, by the way, we didn't just do that. The ice cream is taking place pretty much while she was speaking. <laughs> He's got a lot of meetings. I love Jen Saki there. That sounds like me trying to explain to the wife what I've been doing all day when I've been out golfing with the buddies. She's out taking care of stuff, chores and whatnot. I'm golfing with my buddies, couple bourbons with my buddy on the back patio. She comes home. What'd you do all day? Well, I mean, there were a lot of meetings and reviews, and there were high high level reviews. I mean, you wouldn't business talk. You wouldn't understand. Gosh, which brings us to 2024, as long as we're talking about it. Surprise, surprise, they're starting to run polls. Trump versus this, Trump versus that, Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Hillary, like they're running all the polls already. Trump, unsurprisingly, is killing everyone in the polls because the Democrats are just so unpopular right now. I mean, you could run a bar stool up against any of these people and they would be coming out ahead in the polls right now. And look, Trump keeps acting undecided every time they catch him on camera it sure sounds like a man who's running
1: 45th president of the united states 45th and
3: 47th
1: 47th. Yeah.
0: yes i, said, I love mr
3: trump <laughs> ladies and gentlemen trump national beautiful beautiful 45th
0: and 47th okay All right, fine. As as I've said a thousand times, I don't care if Trump gets in the primary. Fine, good. Thought he was a good president. I've maintained my position. I want everyone to get in the primary. Everybody. I want DeSantis. I want Cruz. You name it, I want them all in the primary. No coronations. Let's let iron sharpen iron. Let's let everybody go after each other and get sharp again, ready for a nasty 2024 general election campaign. Handing the nomination to Donald Trump does not help Donald Trump. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help me. It doesn't help Republicans. It doesn't help the country. It helps nobody. Everyone needs to get in that primary. Donald Trump needs help right now getting back on message and back in touch with his base he can do it. He's going to need a primary to do it. He just, endorsed, he just endorsed some Jeb Bush, never Trump flake in the Tennessee Five primary. My buddy, Robbie Starbuck, is a hardcore America First Trump guy. Like a really, really, really good dude and ahead in the polls. Like he's the guy. He might be the next congressman. Trump comes in and endorses some rhino. Donald Trump is a man who I believe has spent too much time in retirement golfing with sycophants videoing behind him. Oh, here's Donald Trump. Oh my gosh, can I have your hat when you're done, sir? And not enough time with people like you and people like me. I believe he needs a primary. He has to have one. He has to. If you love Trump, you should hope Donald Trump gets a nasty primary. He needs it. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. Jack Posobiec joins us next. Now, here's something else that may make you uncomfortable. Mark Chaykin. You've probably heard of Mark Chaykin. He got really, really famous for being one of these financial wizards who called the last financial crash. He's just one of these guys. I don't know how he does it. I can't do it. I don't have that skill. I don't have that intelligence level. He's one of these guys who can see what's coming. You need to go right now to market message, 2022marketmessage.com, 2022marketmessage.com. It's free. I'm not telling you to go buy anything. It's free. Go to 2022marketmessage.com and hear what Mark has to say about 2022. It is it's enough to give you some goosebumps and probably not in a good way, but I do want you to be prepared. Again, this is free. 2022marketmessage.com. We'll be back with Jack.
3: Why should Americans
1: care about what's happening in Ukraine? Uh, Because it it goes to a very fundamental principle of of all nations, which is that our borders uh, should be inviolate, that our sovereignty uh, should be respected.
0: All nations? It's weird. I don't remember ever pledging allegiance to all nations. Maybe maybe Jack can help me out with this. Joining me now is my friend Jack Posobiec. He's, of course, the host of Human Events Daily on Apple Podcasts. Jack, do you remember when you swore an oath to protect and defend all nations?
1: You know, it's weird. I remember there was this thing called the Constitution. You know, I remember, I mean, there were, but there were a lot of people there. It was right before boot camp. You know, I was young, I was I was impressionable. I thought joining the military meant serving my country. Um, you know, we we all make a lot of mistakes when we're young. But what's interesting about this clip is Jonathan Finer, of course, he's the deputy under um, uh, under Jake Sullivan. This guy, one of those people, by the way, completely obsessed with Ukraine. Same with Sullivan. Same with Tony Blinken. Feiner totally involved in the dossier. Total true believer. Doesn't even realize how his comments are going to be construed in the United States for the domestic audience where we hear, wait a minute. So the Biden administration all of a sudden says, borders are inviolate and we must respect the sovereignty of them. Wait, 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 wait. You guys that are allowing the, the human traffickers and the kids bring, you know, bringing the, the uh, sex assaulters over the bottom southern border of the United States all of a sudden care about borders when they're thousands and thousands of miles away.
0: Jack, this is a tangled web, and I'm an idiot, so I need you to unpack this for me in particular. Ukraine. There's all this Biden involvement with Ukraine. People remember that, the Hunter Biden stuff. And then you have all these Joe Biden lackeys, as you just pointed out. They seem to be uniquely invested in this whole thing. I feel like there's something here I'm not seeing, but I should be seeing. But you're probably seeing it. What is it?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, there's... I actually had somebody call me this morning and say, Jack, you know, you break this all down. It's like, I don't want to get too in the weeds. And I said, look, there's two ways you can go about this. You can go into the weeds and you can really talk about all the different think tanks and the policy forums and councils that people like Victoria Newland and Tony Blinken and Hillary Clinton, by the way, back at the time, were involved in. You can talk about Burisma's funding of Hunter Biden, as well as their funding of the Atlantic Council, Victor Pinchuk, another Ukrainian oligarch who's been funding the Atlantic Council. But at the end of the day, it's it's really as simple as this. They're being bought off. This is something that was unfinished business from the Obama administration. Remember, Hillary was supposed to become president, and then that would have ushered Ukraine into NATO and into the European Union. And then, uh, of course, obviously there was a four-year pause on that, but they realized, okay. They've got Biden in now, but it's all the same people around him that are in the State Department, so they're just going forward with what they were going to do last time. And it's really amazing to me that they seem to completely discount the idea that us getting into a shooting war with Russia in the dead of winter could possibly be any sort of problem at all. As you know, of course, Jesse, you know, our ground forces right now are completely invincible. I mean, this is absolutely the right time to get into a ground war in Eastern Europe, don't you think?
0: Well, wow, I mean, Jack, it's Russia in the winter. What's the worst thing that could happen to a military there? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't oversell no that at all. You know what? Here's involving... a clip of ah, U... Of course not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no precedent at all there. Uh, here's a little video of the Ukrainian president. Right now. All news bulletins and media are dominated by similar messages about the war with Russia and the inevitable Russian invasion, which can start any
3: minute.
0: We know there's a potential war threat. We are ready for it. But we are doing our best so our preparedness would not be needed. What should you do? Only one thing. Don't panic. Keep a cool head. Be confident. Be confident in our army and our Ukraine. Don't overthink it. React to things wisely, without emotion. Jack, what am I seeing? Am I seeing a man who's confident in his military? Am I seeing a man who's confident that Russia's actually not going to invade? What, What am I looking at there?
1: Well, one thing that really makes, I think, a lot of context come clear in this is that President Zelensky in Ukraine is currently polling even worse than Joe Biden is polling in the United States. Um, He's down in the dumps of maybe high 20s, low 30s on a good day. Um, He's in the middle of his term. He's going to be running again in 24, the same way as President Biden is. And so they're both looking at this situation as a way to say, well, you know, we've completely screwed up the economy. We've completely screwed up everything, by the way, also because of COVID and because of lockdowns in Ukraine, which had violent protests in Kiev over these lockdowns. One of the huge things that Zelensky is very, very, very unpopular for a guy who won, by the way, with like 70% of the vote. um, Now he's running against the former president who's most likely going to run against him in 24. So you got a guy who realizes, look, uh, let's go pick a fight so that, you know, we can talk tough and then walk away from it as if we're winners. But then I think he's now starting to realize you know, there's a lot of people in Ukraine that maybe don't want to go to war with Russia and also realize that, again, you know, there is a precedent of Russia, war, winter, things not going very well for anyone in that situation. And then realizing that, look. At the end of the day, he's got to live in Ukraine. Joe Biden doesn't. That's why he's got to pull things back from this, the way people in DC can um, you know, go off with their hysterics. And by the way, you're saying the same thing from the Germans and the French who are holding a meeting in Paris right now with Russian diplomats and Ukrainian diplomats to say, look, guys, can we just talk about this? Let's cut the Americans, let's cut the British out of it. You know, nobody wants to get shooting here. Let's just sit down and talk like, you know, you know actual adults.
0: Oh, good. A, a big meeting in Paris. Those always turn out well. Don't All right, Jack, out. changing directions here. <laughs> changing directions here. There is something in the news about an F-35, China Sea, people injured. What What happened?
1: Yeah, well, um, the U.S. military, the U.S. Navy Seventh Fleet in the South China Sea was putting together a show of force in the region, basically t- as a way designed to show that China, uh, you know, can should not be aggressive towards... Ha- Taiwan and that we should be ready to defend and that we're, you know, the, the, um, sort of, uh, motto of Indo-PACOM now is ready to fight tonight. Well, of course, in one of these operations, an F-35 Charlie actually conducted, um, it's kind of unsure what happened. There's a video that leaked the Daily Mail kind of showing this, but they basically botched the landing. So this thing crashes into the USS Carl Vinson, injures seven sailors that were on board the deck then the pilot was able to eject the, sh- the plane itself crashed and sunk into the south china sea so now the u.s navy is trying to get it back because of course this is right you know very close to the coast of china so of course we're trying to get this thing back before the chinese navy can get it back so our show of force is going very very well there in the south china sea
0: that's great so we did a show of force and crashed a plane on a routine landing on a carrier okay uh, all right
1: trying Which, by to by get way, it back i hate to get you in the mediterranean
0: I hate to get too deep into nerd details here, but getting a plane off the bottom of the ocean floor is not easy for us or China. What am I missing? Yeah,
1: you know, fortunately, that area of the South China Sea isn't as deep. We're not talking about the you know the main sort of open Pacific. It's not you know Marianas Trench or anything like that. So there are a few plans uh, on the shelf to be able to do something like this. They're actually looking at using. Um, underwater submersibles, UUVs, to, to locate the thing, number one, and then also seeing if there's a way that they can use inflatables to be able to pull this thing up. Or, you know, quite frankly, if they're not able to get it up, they're probably going to have to destroy it. Good grief.
0: Oh, good luck with that. Jack Posobiec, thanks so much, Jack. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it, Jesse. Take care, man. <sighs> That's not good, is it? Oh, well. All right, now, Brandon Tatum's joining us next, former police officer. He's going to talk about cops and crime in New York and other things. But first, do you own a home? If you own a home, it is important you understand. I didn't understand this, so I'm not judging, but it is important you understand your home title is online. Your home title is online. Not a piece of paper in a bank vault. And because it's online, these cyber thieves are just hunting for it all day long. The biggest cyber crime out there right now is home title theft, something I didn't even know existed until I got an email, and I'm looking at my home title, my home title with my signature on it. That was quite a stunning moment. They take it and get your signature on it. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan out against it. They get you evicted from your home. They take off with the money. Go to HometitleLock.com right now and sign up today. They'll detect any tampering of your home title and shut it down like that. HometitleLock.com. We'll be back. All right, I'm going to show you a little video. Remember, before we bring in Brandon Tatum, I'm going to show you a little video. It's a video of a shooting in New York City. I understand a lot of you watch with your kids. Kids are watching right now. Don't worry. There's nothing graphic in this video. It's it's, it's nothing bad, but just watch. He's the
3: shooter? Yeah. And who's the vet? Oh, that guy.
1: He's
3: not a nurse. I thought he was a nurse. Are you serious? What's
1: the
0: Joining me now, my friend Brandon Tatum. He's of course former police officer, author of the book Beaten, Black and Blue. Brandon, I mean it's it's not it's not exactly something brand new that New York has some crazy stories. But man, it's every day now. Some woman's getting chucked in front of the subway, people are marching into the hospitals and gunning people down. How much worse can it possibly get there?
3: Well, if they don't change their rhetoric and they don't start supporting police officers like they should, they're going to see more and more people being emboldened to commit more heinous crimes. And also, if they don't change their fool- the foolery associated with bail reform and allowing these criminals to get out people that it should be locked away for a very long time they are going to see more more of an increase. So it's policing that they need to address, supporting their police officers, funding their police officers, building the morale of their police departments, and then also holding people accountable when they do commit crimes. Those are the only solutions that's going to work for them and to mitigate uh, some of these crimes that are being committed.
0: Brandon, can you unpack for me bail reform? The word gets thrown around a lot, but I do think there are some people who don't understand what it actually is. What is this bail reform they talk about?
3: So some politicians and activists uh, believe that bail, uh, you know, when you go to when you get you go to jail, you necessarily not sentenced yet, but you go to jail and they allow you to be bailed out. Um, and some people can, you know, they'll say two hundred thousand dollars, you only got to pay ten percent of ten of ten ten percent of that, and you'll be let out. So they think that it's biased towards minorities and people of color and disenfranchised individuals who can't afford to be bailed out. And they have this whole ideology surrounding that. And so what they try to do is say, okay, we're gonna eliminate um, bail for certain crimes so people who are low income can afford to have a fair chance at getting out and not be sitting in jail and rotting until their uh, initial appearance for sentencing or conviction. And so they use that, it backfires because some of these criminals, it doesn't matter what kind of money they make, they are hardened criminals that have committed heinous crimes or, or they are intending to commit uh, crimes that are greater than the ones that they're being uh, charged with. And that's causing a residual effect of greater crimes being committed, more criminals on the street and, and heinous stuff like pushing people in front of a train and pulling a gun and shooting a person in a lobby. All of those things are residual effects of not holding individuals accountable.
0: Brendan, obviously I understand I'm not asking you to put yourself in someone else's shoes and someone else's mind, but clearly these policies like bail reform do not work. You're turning violent criminals loose, and surprise, surprise, career violent criminals are committing more violence. Do you think these people are sitting back now and wondering, uh, maybe I should change my ways, bail reform's a bad idea?
3: Well, I believe they knew it was a bad idea, Jesse, from the very beginning. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to tell you that these people who commit crimes are opportunistic. And a lot of times they are they live a life of crime. This is not just a one off. They should be held accountable. And if they're not, they will come and be present in court and get no bail 15, 16 times. I've seen it as a police officer. There's people who had a thousand arrests. How in the world are you still on the streets and you've been arrested a thousand times? Um, so they know better than what they're doing. The trick is that they want to fool the public into believing that they're so virtuous and that these black people or people of color are downtrodden. And if you only gave them opportunities where they wouldn't be locked away in jail, they'll somehow miraculously change their lives. And it it, it makes you emotional enough to vote for them because you believe them at that that the politicians are compassionate and most people want to be compassionate but the reality is that it has nothing to do with compassion it has everything to do with manipulating you for a vote and once it all hits the fan you know what they are the ones that have the solution to fix the problem they created and it, it's a cycle of of getting you to vote for them and them staying in office uh, indefinitely
0: gosh that's terrible all right brandon i have this actor dirtball michael rappaport uh, I have a question. I want to play this video for you. You probably see it. And then I have a question. Yo, I'm
1: looking at this. Sh- this dude, this mother. Yo, that. This dude is. I can't believe. I'm seeing this. Sh-
0: this mother. Yo, this f- guy just filled his two bags up with everything. In Rite Aid, right here on 80th and 1st Avenue. is walking down the street like, is Gucci. Look at me in my face like, what's good? He's. I was watching him the whole time. My man just went Christmas shopping in January. Brandon, my question is this. Michael Rappaport votes for every single politician who supports those things. He rails against Republicans every chance he gets. Do you think there's ever a moment, like like right then, do you think Michael Rappaport thinks, maybe this is my fault?
3: Well, I, I don't think at all he thinks it's his fault, but I think he's waking up to realize that the people that he's been voting for are not doing what they said they were going to do. Um, and none of the things that he believes, the fallacies that he have been convinced to believe are actually true. He was the one of the main ones telling people to wear five and six masks and, and literally berating people for not wearing a mask. And he catches COVID and it's like music to my ears. Now he's awakened. Now he believe in these policies and racism in America, and we need better policies for black and brown people who are, you know, that need help from society and all this other stuff. He's the biggest advocate. He will cuss you out uh, if you disagree with him. And now look at him. Front row seat to the craziest show on earth, watching the very thing that Republicans and conservatives are talking about, he get a front row seat to it. And I'm hoping that after being exposed to these things with COVID and now, you know, the bill reform issue and also the defund the police issue where you see criminals running rampant, that he wake up to the things that he's saying and the things that he's doing and people he's voting for.
0: Brandon Tatum, thank you so much, my man. I appreciate
3: you. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Now, before we get to Representative Ralph Norman here in a moment, we're going to talk about COVID communism and this insanity. Let's talk about something good. Let's talk about the fact that Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it works amazing, and they have a steal right now. You see, air purifiers. You probably have when I always have had them in my entire life. The, the, the big towers. And they always tell you, you know, it, it'll help with your allergies, or it'll, it'll take the smells out of the room. And I'll be honest i've bought a bunch of them some of them help some of them don't do a daggone thing but my buddy told me hey you got to try and eat pure thunderstorm and i thought "Oh, okay okay buddy i've had them all I, I i get it he's like no you don't understand i finally got one i got it and it was just this little black box i thought okay what's this supposed to do it's, it because you plug it into it doesn't make that loud noise oh it works better than anything there's not even a filter to replace. You know that every year having to grab the filter and vacuum it out. Nothing like that with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It goes right in your wall. You hardly know it's there. It takes all the odors out of the air. And I don't even own allergy medication anymore. I own three of them. And you can own three and save two hundred dollars while you do it. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code Jesse. EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse. Greatest thing in the world. We'll be back.
1: When I took office, I made a promise to the American people to do everything in my power to
4: ensure that all Americans have access to quality, affordable health care. Because I believe that health care is a right, not a privilege.
0: Apparently, that doesn't apply to unvaccinated people. Remember, we ran that story yesterday about a 31-year-old father of two with a third on the way being taken off the transplant list in Boston because he's unvaccinated. Just unconscionable how horrible people have been. Joining me now, Representative Ralph Norman. He's a congressman from South Carolina, obviously. Congressman, I, I have to be honest, I- I've been a little taken aback by the cruelty of Americans to Americans over all this vaccine nonsense over the last two years. I, I-, I didn't think we were that bad.
4: Well, you look at uh, what this administration has done, Jesse, uh, to the American people, you look at the uh, you know the the his words have meant nothing and you know this is you know causing people like like you just quoted uh, like you said about getting off the transplant list what about the soldiers who are losing their job their paycheck Uh, you know what about the mandates that, that he's had when he's so hypocritical because he's this isn't applying to the two million illegals that have come into this country I've been to the border they weren't, weren't vaccinated nor were they given any kind of testing and to distribute them all over america is unconscionable it's un-american and uh, ought to be held accountable for it and to control the monoclonal uh antibodies and to make them scarce to control the shortage of vax of, of kits to detect covid i mean why is that working i mean what, what's what's in with that so his words don't match his actions and there's been Uh, one train wreck after another, and the COVID, uh, what he's done with COVID has been a prime example of the mismanagement, and it's deliberate.
0: I want to ask you about the COVID stuff that you have going on here in just a second, but the border stuff brought, brought this to mind for me. I continue to hear from various congressmen out there that there is a very real chance that DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is is facing an impeachment if the GOP control the House. And according to them, what they've told me on this show is he is breaking the law on purpose with what what they're doing with illegal immigration. Do you see it that way?
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jesse, with this administration, impeachment has got to be on the list. We cannot sit back and let this continue to happen. Now, the argument that... Uh, will be made is he'll put somebody just as bad well make him go through the process you'd rather have nobody at the helm than having somebody like like a mayorkas uh who is uh he's gone rogue on everything that he promised about you know orderly transition of illegals it's not it's a mass invasion on our border and uh you know he along with a lot of others ought to be impeached and i think it's you know when you when you say that uh, it's this administration has had uh, the, the the people they're using to carry out these rogue laws have got to be held held accountable, and uh, there's consequences to it, and America's paying a price right now.
0: Congressman, one of the things I've been frustrated with, well, I mean, I saw it coming, but I've still been frustrated with the fact that the religious exemption to the vaccines. They're getting shot down all over the place. Very rarely is someone actually granted a religious exemption, both private and, and, and military and otherwise. It's driving me nuts. You, are you addressing this?
4: Yeah, my bill uh, said that you know no federal dollars ought to be put toward any agency uh, that requires a uh, that would record and have a database on those who had relig- religious exemptions. What do they want to use it for? Why are they even talking about doing it? There's 19 agencies that are affected with this, Department of Transportation being one of them, Health and Human Services being another one. Uh, but, there, but, you know, the, the fact that they want to collect this data just leads more to the mistrust that the American people already have about being mandated to take the vaccine and how it affects them. Uh, but again, this administration runs ramshod over the Constitution. It runs ramshod over p- freedom. It runs ramshide over uh, this thing we call choice uh, that is a part of uh, of our heritage in this country.
0: Congressman, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you very much. A
4: privilege. Thank you.
0: All right. Let's talk about something good. Shopping for health insurance. Oh, quit, quit, quit. I, I know it's miserable. I know. And... If it feels like I feel this, it's, you know I've had a thousand different jobs, right? I just fell backwards into this job about three years ago. I was in construction and moved across the country, lived in D.C. doing crappy political work. I sold RVs. And I've had so many times where we needed health insurance as a family. I wasn't just shopping for me as a family. And so you're going through all the tabs on your phone. Honey, what's the premiums? I, it's terrible. I'll make it easy for you. One share health. Go to my.onesharehealth.com kelly. And what this is, it's a faith-based group. Their options are endless. Either whether you're an individual or a family, vision, dental, you name it, 24-7 telehealth already comes with it. The prices are outstanding. It's your one-stop shop for it. It just makes your life easier. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, and the promo code is Jesse Kelly. That gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Go now. We'll be back. I have a confession to make. It's time for light in the mood, and I have a confession to make. I've always wanted to run on the field baseball game football game anytime i've ever gone to any of them i've had this stirring inside of me i want to run on the field now granted i know you think oh jesse you're a greek god but i'm actually pretty slow especially for six eight i'm pretty slow i'm all legs and feet it's just it's not pretty so that wouldn't be good and i definitely get caught pretty quickly but I've always wanted to run on the field. And be honest, when, I, when, when you look at videos like this, you may be tempted to say to yourself, What an idiot! And I mean, you're right, of course, but I look at this and I think, Man, that could have been me. $1,000 and you will
1: not do that. $1,000 run on a field? You will not run down the field. To get
0: arrested and spend a night in a drunk tank? Oh, Gosh, they got him on camera, thousand bucks, and then he cuts away and he's down there. Gosh, that's greatness. Don't do that, though. It's not funny. I'll see you tomorrow.